kind, sober, and fully dressed. Good news, everyone. We found the name of Santiago's sex tape. Hi, and welcome to Kind, Sober, and Fully Dressed, a Brooklyn Nine-Nine podcast. We're your hosts, Holly and Meg, and we're here to talk about episodes four through six. And there have been some interesting ones, three very different episodes, Mm. but nevertheless all quite fun. Should we get started with episode four, Four Movements? Yes, Gina's goodbye. Now, I've said before that um, I'm not Gina's biggest fan, and um, that probably stayed true during this episode, but (laughs) I appreciate why people like her, but she's just not for me. Yeah. But it was still a very sweet episode. It was. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I I definitely have a hard time sometimes with, like, how, not mean, but, like, how much she bullies Amy. Because, like, I'm an Amy. So I'm like, Gina, stop. Yeah. You're hurting my feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, like, I also have a lot of Gina friends. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> used to it, I guess. Yeah, like, she's very, yeah, as we said before, she's very in your face, mm-hmm. but, like, she cares. She does. Which is the important thing, I think. Yeah. So, the hoodie she gave to everyone. <laughs> Time for Gina's opinion hoodies. <laughs> and I think Charles was just Charles. Charles, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Amy was Arnie. And then Amy's was, of course. Yeah. <laughs> did we see anyone else's name? I don't or? think we did did so i like kind of wonder what everyone else's said especially like scully and hitchcock like because <laughs> you know that's probably not their names yeah i kind of want to know now like <laughs> yeah question for the internet what were the names on the hoodies <laughs> yeah tweet at the brooklyn 99 account and be like hey <laughs> well this is a tr- case that needs to be solved yeah Surely Terry's would have been something about his pecs. Obviously. Right, because I'm maybe, like, I think that one, if anything, would, like, be a pet name rather than just a misspelling. Like, it could say, like, Tear Bear on it. Oh, yeah, good point. Since both Gina and Jake called him that. (laughs) Which I did have a a co-worker named Terry that I always (laughs) called Tear Bear. So, (laughs) Yeah. It's a commentary um, nickname, I guess. So, um, they actually, um, like, the title of the episode fit in very well with it, mm-hmm. which was interesting. The whole four movements. So they kind of split the episode up into four parts, which, again, is quite different to what they usually do. But for a Gina episode, what could we expect? <laughs> like, what Right. We- like, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all up in the air for what they're yeah. going to do. I found the playing chess with Holt thing kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I um, just Gina playing chess just doesn't. I mean, she was not good at it. Yeah, no, <laughs> she was like painfully bad. Right, which I don't know how to play chess, but like I also wouldn't try to play chess, especially against Holt. I know this interaction really got to me the first time I watched it, uh, because listeners, for those who don't know, I last year, almost a year ago, I just. Packed everything up and moved to New York without a job. And Holt, you know, telling her about, like, 
why didn't she have a plan? Is she really ready to give up that security? Like those are all things I think about constantly, even here and now, like 11 months afterward. But then hearing Gina talk about like, you know, that bus was going 60 miles per hour. And here I sit before you completely fine. And that like life is chaos and success is completely arbitrary. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm doing all right. (laughs) Yeah. Like it was really real. Like it was a super real moment. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is too much. This is too much for me. (laughs) A bit too real. Yeah. A bit too real. And then the second moment with Amy um, that prob- that was probably the one that got me the most emotional. Because mm-hmm. Amy's just like, oh, I wish you could be, I wish I could be like you and Rosa. And that to me is just like, hey, that's me. <laughs> Amy feels too much and just like, yeah. I want to be an uncaring badass. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you do that? Big mood, actually. Yeah. Although, again, then this is where like me not liking Gina came up a little bit when having seen the episode now I understand why she did it but when she got Amy to you know when they took her out to that fire pit and got her to you know mm-hmm. throw away that big book I'm just like that was almost cruel like I understand why she did it but and obviously it didn't end up actually being destroyed being but burned. yeah it got very close to being yeah right like imagine if Amy went through with it it'd be so sad yeah <laughs> But Amy wouldn't have because she's Amy. I know. Yeah. Poor Amy. She's so good. And then then Rosa feeling feelings. Yep. (laughs) But yeah, Rosa's, and this came up in another later episode, but Rosa I find quite interesting because she does appear to be, you know, emotionless and just like emotionless and keeping it to herself. But the show does make a point of being like, showing that she's not an emotionless robot. Yeah. She does get sad. She does cry. She's not just this straightforward badass woman that we've seen in other media beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate them doing that, like, throughout the entirety of the show, right? Especially getting into, like, season – like, since season four, I think they've really, really um, given Rosa a lot and have done so much with her character. And she's she's as tough as ever. Um, but she's also, we, we get to find out so much more about her and like, yeah. in the, in a couple episodes from now, there's a little bit, you see her soften up and open up more even to Jake as well. And then, uh, the third movement with Jake. Oh, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I just, I adore his relationship with Gina. It's one of my mm-hmm. fa- very favorite things about the show. Jake once again proves how bi he is oh, so <laughs> when he's so excited for Mario Lopez. <laughs> uh, like it wasn't even like, oh, I think he's so cool. It was like downright. No, he's like the hottest. He's hot, yeah. High. yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, just I really enjoyed Jake and Gina just going out together and just having an absolutely ridiculous amount of fun one last time. Right. It was really sweet. Yeah. Um, I do have to say it really bothered me that when Jake got fancied up, he did not change his shoes. <laughs> his shoes are awful. They're his, like crappy sneakers. And I'm like, Jake, 
What are you doing? Like, I don't think I noticed that the first time because I was rewatching it last night and I looked down at his feet and I'm just like, he wouldn't be late inside with those shoes. No, he wouldn't. And like, sure, it's probably because he doesn't have another pair of shoes, but like, come on, Jake. <laughs> come on. Also, shout out to Eugene from the Try Guys, who is a guest star in this episode. He's so handsome. And he would definitely be that person at a rich purples club. So, <laughs> like, I admittedly don't know who he is, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he, he was pleasant to look at. Yes, so. he's a YouTuber. And then I, I appreciate in your no- in the notes you've written up um, uh, mentioned that they say daddy <laughs> way too many times. Way too many times. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so they just, they just kept they just kept saying it and in that voice, and I'm like, this needs to stop right now. And then I just kept going. I'm like, oh no. It was like Why the equivalent you- of nails on chalkboards. Like it really was. It was. It was so much. It was way too much. Uh, and then I, I appreciate, like, when they, when they try to sneak in and Jake's just like, no, no, I'll, I'll run in. Yeah. I appreciate that he gets his ass beaten, like. Right. <laughs> he's not your typical badass cop who can, like, just no. blast his way through. No, not at all. He's kind of noodly and soft. <laughs> Super noodly. He's real noodly. Like does his best, but like he's not like a he's not like a big boy. <laughs> and then the whole thing with um Mario Lopez. How delightful. I'm really glad. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, I'm really glad that Gina's lesson Gina's moment for Jake was that like, hey, she might act like she wants like all this crazy stuff, but she really just wants to spend time with her friends and like, you know, think about the great times that they had and watch Charles with his devil stick. <laughs> oh. And that she got to turn away a celebrity. Very cool. Yeah. That is a very Gina thing to want. Right. Like when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah makes sense. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> that is super normal. Like, she was nice to Charles, and I forget if it was Hitchcock or Scully who came in. It was Scully, I think. Yeah. He brought his own pigs like, in a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's actually really nice to them, and it's just, like, completely Get shut out down. out of here, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they even call him Mario. I think, I'm pretty sure they called him Slater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a real person, just a TV character. Uh, and then Terry's moment. Oh, Terror Bear. He was so sad he didn't get a moment until the very end. But then he got the greatest moment of all, an International Yogurt of the Month Club. (laughs) He was so adorably happy as well. He was so cute. Now, here's the question. What did they do with the statue? Where do they put it? I don't know, because you don't... I don't remember if you see it in the next episode or not. They have to move it somewhere. I feel like it'll show up again in another episode. Yeah. Maybe it's in the break room. Because you can't just you can't just have that prop and be like, now we're not gonna use it. It'll be there one day. It'll just be in the background. We'll we'll see it again. Yeah. I'm sure it has like an alarm on it if you try to remove (laughs) it from the premises or something. (laughs) Oh, she absolutely would have done that as well. Exactly. So episode five, A Tale of Two Bandits. Oh man, this was delightful. Yeah. Um, Doug Judy wasn't my favorite. 
to start off with, but he's kind of grown on me. Like he's like he's a fun recurring character. Mm-hmm. Now, did you think he'd actually died? I mean, no, it's no. Doug Judy. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can't have a Doug Judy episode about Doug Judy being dead. Yeah. But I mean, if they did, no yeah, like if they did, it would definitely be like Jake trying to find his killer. But like, they couldn't do that to Doug Judy. No. But oh my, the cringe factor of Jake singing. Oh my god, I was but, really like, I I do not sing well, but I would not do that. <laughs> no, like the first time I watched the episode, I actually muted it. I just couldn't deal with that secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> But I actually made myself watch it with the volume up last night. Oh, and it was bad. It was so Yeah, bad. it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> uh, you were right the first time. <laughs> yeah, I like it's just gonna be a mutable moment from now on, I think. Yep, 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 yep. And then his sister, Trudy Judy. So I don't remember. I think her first name is Nicole, the actress who plays her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But I haven't seen her on, like, I know she's a comedian, but, like, the only thing I'd seen her on is that, like, really bad dessert show on Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, makes sense. But so I was surprised because I'm like, oh, she's she's delightful. Of course she is the sister of Doug Judy. (laughs) And I really love the story of Mangy Carl and (laughs) his butt implants. And it just, like, goes from bad to worse for Jake. And he's just like, oh, shit. But he can't say no because, like, one, you can't speak ill of the dead. Oh, boy. Which I'm glad that we didn't have to wait too long to see that Doug Judy was, in fact, alive. Yeah. And had to fake his death because... Stefano, I guess he's an arms dealer. Stefano, yeah. I guess, thought that Doug Judy stole his car and therefore was going to kill him. So I get it. I get why you faked your death. Yeah. But it probably would have been better to have gotten help first. Yeah, but, you know, Doug Judy it's, can't do yeah, anything easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought it was really cute. I... I I actually really love Doug Judy and I really like all of like the Jake Doug Judy friendship moments now that they've really leaned into the friendship and them being like, Oh, I want to get lunch. I was thinking cheesesteak. I was just thinking about that. Or like (laughs) down the, when he's in um, an interrogation room and they call each other by their first names and they're like, Oh, we're on first name basis now. It's just so, (laughs) it's so stupid. It's so sweet. It's like, but that's like Jake in a nutshell, though, stupidly sweet. Yeah, exactly. And Terry, of course, thinks that Doug Judy is guilty and very much the one who's stealing cars. But Jake, rather than a thousand push-ups, because a thousand push-ups is nothing to Terry, <laughs> offers 100,000 push-ups to prove that Doug Judy is innocent. And if he's not, then he'll do that, and AKA he'll die at some like. Oh while yeah, he's doing them. There's no way. After like, yeah, no. He barely did the the two hundred. Yeah, the two thousand, one thousand, whatever it was. He barely got through that first time. Yeah, no. <laughs> his like his a, physique has not changed. 
No. Like, I knew as soon as they made that bet that Terry was going to lose it. Like, yeah. Now, Trudy Judy, the real criminal here. Yes. Trudy Judy gets caught. Yeah. Like, and Doug Judy was, like, actually sad. He had that big brother, you know, I don't want you to turn out how I did, which was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I like that for all of his posturing in all of these episodes, like, he knows that he's a criminal. He yeah. knows that this isn't good. <laughs> he just know- also knows that he's not the worst criminal. Yes. You know, he's, he's a sweet big brother. Mm-hmm. A little over- overprotective. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Like, I thought at first, I'm just like, oh no, maybe she's stealing cards and not actually a awful person. But no, she's she she she's a proper criminal. Like, yeah, she's stealing cars. She's lying. She went to one nursing class. Yeah. So Trudy Judy doing her escape. I really like the moment where Doug Judy was like, "Jake, is this how you feel every time I leave you? Yeah. <laughs> this feels yeah. bad. Yeah. Yes, maybe that'll help reform him. Yeah. Maybe. I think it will. I think it'll keep him on the level. But really. The most important part of this is, well, there's many really important parts in this. And one is that they keep referencing Bruce Banner's pants and shirts. Yes. Because they change. (laughs) It's just so random. Like, it's a good, it's a good metaphor, but also why? Because Jake's a giant nerd. He's such a nerd. What a big dweeb. And uh, what I was really going to say for the most important part is... We get to see Terry Crews in a short sleeve Henley, and yeah. Terry Crews calls himself Daddy, which is not bad, which is one hundred percent great. Um, so this episode was super for me. I was watching it for the first time with other people. <laughs> they definitely just like looked at me during this part, which <laughs> don't blame them. <laughs> it was great. Wait, Thank you, Terry you- Crews. You've seen Terry Crews in real life, haven't you? I have, yeah. Oh he was um, he was doing um, a show for the Brooklyn Podcast Festival, and we went, and we were pretty close. He was wearing a black turtleneck. It hung off of him very well. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also just... The thing about Terry Crews is that he is his online persona and his celebrity persona. Like he is who he is and he is just that good of a dude. Ah, yeah. So like, yeah, I'm going to fangirl over Terry Crews every time I can, because like, he is not a problematic fave. <laughs> He's just a fave. So the other half of this episode. Yeah. I adored it. It was really cute. <laughs> like anytime we can get some drunk Amy, I'm going to be happy. Oh, drunk Amy. And then like drunk Amy floating with Rosa. Oh my god. That was the other <laughs> moment in this in which like the my friends are as with were like, Meg, did you see that? <laughs> like, listen. Yeah. Also, we learned that nine drink Amy speaks French. <laughs> she would. Yeah, <laughs> we've never seen nine drink Amy. We only got to six last time. I I want like the full list written down one day right of like tell me what all of the amy's are yes i need to know and which how many drink amy is blackout amy <laughs> it's probably 10 mm-hmm. 
Um, I also really like Drunk Rosa. Yes. Drunk Rosa was great. I'm a bit like Drunk Charles, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, get a little emotional than puke. Yep. <laughs> like, I wish it was more like, uh, no, Drunk Amy's a bit too much of a roller coaster for me, but. Yeah. No, I'm all Charles. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm definitely more of a Drunk Amy. <laughs> yeah. Because there is, like, certain spots that I hit where I'm like, okay, this is when I'm going to be, like, where I do get to be dancing pants. Um, <laughs> and then another time in which it's not necessarily overconfident, like, overconfident Amy, but I will, it's, like, ready to fight Meg. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I that will challenge people me. to arm wrestling competitions <laughs> and things like that. It's a danger zone. Like, you gotta gotta watch out for that. Yeah. But the real winner here was the Charbonnet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd, I didn't think I'd ever see Captain Holt puke. Right. It's and so yet undignified. It's <laughs> so undignified. Oh, like, I think the most dignified person in that room was, was it Hitchcock or Scully who didn't get drunk? It was Hitchcock. Yeah. Yeah. He was just sitting there. Yeah. Being the most dignified Wasn't person. Slurring. No. Remarkable. What a- Imagine Hitchcock being like your sober friend at a party. I don't like that. That's the no. upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad place. Yeah, it's the bad place. And then yeah, I found it really sweet, like Holt's reasoning for coming back. Mm-hmm. Because Rosa left him 17 voicemails. <laughs> Rosa. <laughs> just I need more drunk Rosa because just be so, so much just fun. because just yeah because. yeah that was that was a fun episode yeah in all counts like nothing too serious just nice mm-hmm. fun yep a good romp yeah but then uh, we move to episode six yeah and it does kind of go <laughs> back to more serious it sure does I mean it has a really it has a pretty good balance of like goofiness coupled yeah. with like this is actually very like sad, like kind of a sad, but just like dang. Our like it's a it's a good acknowledgement of the limitations of like our justice system. Even if even when the people who are involved in it are good people and like doing their jobs, there is still a limitation to like what they can do. Absolutely, yeah. And, like, that's really, like, it's sad for people who are supposed to, like, be heroes and stuff to, like, meet those limitations and have to deal with them. Yeah, it was just, like, the show is really, really good with dealing with real difficult issues, like, Mm -hmm. you know, promising the victim's mother or later on in the episode where Jake just loses it. Yeah, the show's really good with... You know, touching on those issues, treating them seriously, but at the same time not, I guess, letting them overtake the show in the show's tone. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. other police shows have. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the whole thing with the victim's mother was, like, really real. Yeah. And it just it just it makes me love Jake a little bit more, though. Like, Jake, he's not some Jake. super cop. He's just... Yeah, he's just a guy who's like he's very good at being a detective. Yeah. But like he is just a normal person and yeah. he just wants to do 
the best job that he can. And, and like, we knew that about Jake, but I also really liked, you know, when Rosa's talking him, trying to talk him down into like, we have to give up this case. Like you have to stop. Mm. And she says to him, uh, she, you know, she mentions as all the people who need their help, you know, who are out there that need their help right now. And there are always going to be more people that need them help. So they can't get hung up on like these cases because there's still things that they need to do. And, you know, we never really talk about like why Rosa became a police officer and right. And I think, you know, people just kind of make the assumption of like, well, she's tough. So of course she has a tough job. Um, But like, she is there to help people and like do the right thing. And you, she finally like gets to say it in a little more obvious kind of way. Yeah. Well on that point, I feel like, because again, as we've seen, she's not, particularly upfront with her emotions. Mm-hmm. She's not someone who would really, I think, do well in a caretaker sort of position, but she still obviously cares. So being a police officer is a way that she can, I guess, show, show she can care and do her best to help other people without being too, I guess, upfront about it. Right, in her Rosa way, in her yeah. way. And, like, I totally get that as someone yeah. who isn't, you know, most typical of a, you know, a caretaker or upfront with emotions. I get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, you do get to see her open up a little bit. Like I thought it was really important to notice, like it was really small, but like she didn't hesitate telling Jake information about her girlfriend. Yes. And, and even her name, which like, you know, a few seasons ago, she would not give Jake, she had to take like four tequila shots before she told Jake the name of her boyfriend. And, So, like, she just, you know, is talking and talking about, well, I'm going to go meet her parents. And, well, I haven't talked to my mom, you know, since I came out. And, like, all these things she would never share before, even with Jake. And now she didn't even, like, blink about it. Like, it was just normal part of the conversation. And, like, of course, she segued away from it when she was feeling uncomfortable, which is, like, completely legit. But the fact that she could even do that much is so much growth for her. Yeah, I really enjoyed seeing her growth in the last season or two. Like, yeah, because it feels real and it feels very, I mean, real for the character and just real to life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when they do get about her mom, get to the topic of her mom, she's just like, "Well, why should I have to go to her? She should have to come to me." Yeah, that's such a real feeling. That's, I, uh, yep. uh, <laughs> I was like, oh Again, no. hitting too close to home. <laughs> right. I was like, oh gosh, oh no. There's there's like the Humphrey stubbornness. <laughs> like, listen, I the ball's in your court, so I'm just gonna sit here and wait and agonize over it. <laughs> Thanks. But then I did really appreciate that. She did accept that she had to take that first step. Yeah. And her mum seemed to be a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least she came, right? Yeah. And I don't think she would have, like, in the episode where she came out, she would. I don't think she would have done that. Yeah, I mean, that, and that was the thing, is that um, Danny Trejo came alone that time, right? Yeah. And, you know, so for her to like go out there and meet Rosa, I think was like a big step for, for both of them. Yeah. And then Jake getting caught in the middle. Oh, poor Jake. He's like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> Please let me leave. Rosa's still like, Rosa's still by. <laughs> yeah. 
just, yes, thank just, you, Jake. It, it got me thinking, though, that when him and Amy do have kids eventually, mm-hmm. he's just going to be such a good dad with like being upfront with emotions. And Oh, absolutely he is. And I can't wait to see that because hopefully maybe they'll get to that point. <laughs> Ooh, Charles can't either. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, having a bit of a Charles moment. Yeah, it's okay. We all have Charles moments sometimes. Oh my god, the CSI guy. Oh my god. <laughs> Just such a caricature of like every crime show. Yeah. I love oh him. Oh gosh, he was so much. It was like the worst impersonation of, of um, David Caruso I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> it was so bad, but so good. Yeah. Uh, like as someone who it's, grew up not on CSI but other similar mid two thousand crime shows, yeah, like was, I watched fun all of them. Yeah, right. Like I watched all the CSIs. I watched NCIS. I watched like yeah. I was watching yeah. all the Law and Orders. Like I watched all of them. Yeah, thank God TV has improved since then, though. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> thank goodness I stopped watching so many crime shows. Is really the <laughs> the answer to that. <laughs> Yeah, yep. And I loved Jake and Rose's assessment of the crime scene. Oh my god, Jake and Rose's first impressions. <laughs> uh, we need more episodes with them working together. I just love their relationship as well. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Now, did you think, watching the episode, that they would find the killer? You know, I thought as soon as he promised that they would not. Yeah. Because, like, I know that that's a rookie mistake. Everybody knows that's a rookie mistake. You don't, you don't promise that you can solve a case. Like, that's just not yeah. what you do. It's and like so, a doctor promising to save a person. Like, yeah. And so I thought, like, for sure that they weren't going to to find out to figure it out because, like, that's the lesson that Jake needed to learn in this episode. <laughs> Which, yeah. like, he kind of. He did, but then they were like, nope. <laughs> Guess what? And then I appreciated how, like, yeah, just, like, Jake's complete breakdown was kind of intense. Yeah. He really lost it. Like, he was so involved emotionally in the case. Yeah. I mean, because, like, you know that you know that he's he's had cases where he hasn't been able to solve them. Like we we can see that in like the slump and everything like that. But yeah, seeing him actually try so hard and have so much like his personal like pride on the line was was a lot. Oof. I'm just like I wonder what Amy was dealing with at home. Mm-hmm. Like having to deal with that sort of Jake at home. Right. I feel like if the episode had been a bit longer, we maybe would have seen it, but that's just the nature of a show of this length, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially, like, after they show up in the middle of the night yeah. in her bedroom. <laughs> I feel like she maybe would have made him sleep somewhere else until he got his head right, especially yeah, after, like, like, standing over her with a knife. Yeah, it's like, we're, we're not doing this. No. But uh, I hope Jake... Sees a psychologist after this, though. Yeah, yeah. He needs one. Oof. Yeah, he. Yeah, everybody does. Everyone needs a psychologist. Everyone needs therapy. Yes, 
100%. It's just like the moral the of the story. The moral of like every fictional story. Yes. So the upcoming episodes. Yes. One is already aired and we'll, we will be discussing that in our next episode. Um, but it was a fun episode. I look forward to discussing it. I have not watched it yet, um, but I did hear that Rosa has a bow. So looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was good fun. And then episode eight, he said, she said. So directed by Stephanie. Woo. And the Me Too episode, I think, which I think is Amy centric. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh my. So it may be a little intense, maybe it, well, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it will get real. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it, mostly to see yeah. how they do it. Yeah, I mean, they've they've done everything like that, like, especially the um, the Moo-moo. racial profiling episode. Yeah. Like, it was just done so well and so impactful and so meaningful and, well, but staying true to, like, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine spirit. Yeah. So definitely looking forward, especially being directed by... Stephanie, like, really excited for that one. And then episode nine, The Golden Child, mm. with, as we found out, like, a week ago now, Lin-Manuel Miranda as one of Amy's brothers. Ah! <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> like, it's exciting on multiple fronts because, like, obviously Lin-Manuel Miranda is amazing. Yeah. Uh, we get to see another one of Amy's brothers, and just, like, yeah. knowing how big of a fan he is of the show. Yeah, and, like, how close, like, Melissa Romero actually is with Lin-Manuel. And, like, I think they'll have, like, such good chemistry on screen. Yeah. I am very, very excited for that one. Right. Like, Amy has, like, seven brothers. Why haven't we seen more yeah. of them? <laughs> we just need, like, a Christmas episode with all yeah. of the brothers. With Amy's entire family and Jake. Yeah. And it's, like, and good luck. <laughs> Uh, I was going to call a dad Bail Organa, but um, Jimmy Smith. Oh, Jimmy Smith. I uh, can't wait to see him again. Him and Lee yeah. Manuel Miranda on screen at the same time. Oh my gosh, that'd be too much. <laughs> I mean, I want it. Like, give it to me yeah. right now, but I would die. We can, you know, keep our fingers crossed and hope. Yep, exactly. So on that note, should we wrap things up? Yeah. So once again, thank you for listening. The podcast can be found on Twitter at KSFD Podcast. You can subscribe on either SoundCloud or iTunes. I, Holly, can be found uh, on Twitter at underscore Holly Tweets. And I'm Meg, and I can be found on Twitter at T-S-P-O-F-N-U-N-T-M-E-G, Tisp of Nutmeg. And, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, expect our next episode to come sometime next month. And then I just realized um our scheduling in april might be a bit rough because we will both be in chicago we will be yes for a giant we'll star wars week. When we get yeah. There. Yeah. yeah we'll figure something out because i'm pretty sure going by current scheduling we should be recording an episode that week mm. but we'll make it work yeah yeah and until then thank you for listening and we'll see you next time see ya nine nine